Hello, I am Andy, and I would like to thank you for coming to my movie. Hello, everybody. I am Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 70, Man on the Moon slash Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Is that what it's called? The, the, the caption, The Great Beyond? I think Something so. Something like that. Yeah, Jim and Andy. So we're doing the double feature. Man on the Moon, and then the documentary years and years afterwards about Man on the Moon. So, uh... Uh, I've always liked Man on the Moon. And then, then they came out with that documentary, which is really good. I would almost maybe better than the movie because it's so interesting. You don't have to go through the story of the movie. You just get like the good kind of good stuff with this, the Clifton and the crazy stuff. Yeah, it's a good companion um, piece for sure for the movie. Yeah. And some, sometimes when I'm feeling like the movie, I'll be like, I'll watch that instead of the movie. Because mm-hmm. it's like you could they're kind of the same thing almost. But yeah, I thought it'd be fun to do and. You had never watched Man on the Moon, which is a travesty in the first place. And then to never watch Jim and Andy, I mean, that's it's just a great documentary. Man, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I've seen a documentary piece about a movie that has been so interesting. Like, grips you as much as the movie, you know what I mean? It's weird. So, it's a very there's not interesting very many. Like, there's, there's a couple that stick out. In terms of like, well, like I'm, I'm talking about more like behind the like stuff that's on a special features. Like I think Alien Three is fucking yeah. fascinating as hell. Um, yeah. I think some of the Star Wars, um, especially the prequel documentaries with George Lucas, is pretty fascinating. But yeah, this is um, this was really cool to get an inside look of how Man on the Moon was made and how Jim. Well, I guess we're kind of getting into the. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy. I was gonna watch it when it released on Netflix, but I was like, no, I should yeah. probably like check the movie out first, and I kind of just never got around to it. All right, yeah, let's, first off, let's start with Man on the Moon. 1999, <clears throat> biographical comedy drama about the late American entertainer, Andy Kaufman. Uh, I love the way the movie starts. Yeah, yeah. Hello. 100%. I am, my name is Andy. Uh, this is my movie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and, then he, and then he's just kind of, it's just the most weirdest thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, <laughs> now everyone is left <laughs> doesn't really want to watch the movie. Now it's just us. Let's begin. Yeah, I just thought that was really a very Andy Kaufman way to start it. Yeah, I, was, I'm very, yeah. I was very familiar with Andy Kaufman before the movie because I, I don't know. In my, my household, we watched Taxi a lot. And then they played it a lot on Nick at Night. So I was familiar with Andy Kaufman and Danny DeVito. And I liked Taxi. I was like. I liked that show. Tony Danza liked all those guys. It was Devito in uh, Taxi. I've never seen Taxi. Yeah, before. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it's weird. That's cool. That he's playing George Shapiro, and then they're on the set of Taxi. But they, I don't think they ever show. Uh, I think they do show clips of Taxi in it. Uh, in Man on the Moon, they show no. real clips. Don't no. No. It's all. It's all remade. Yeah, yeah. Because I could have swore I saw a clip of like Danny Devito. Because um, they don't show any of Danny DeVito playing Danny DeVito mm-hmm. in the movie. But I thought they showed a clip of Danny DeVito playing his character in archival footage, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, no, they, they do do a montage of, of Andy and Taxi, um, but it's all it's all Jim Carrey. 
They don't show yeah. actually they don't show any footage of Andy in the movie, which I was surprised by. I figured by the by the end of the credits they would like do like a B roll of all of his stunts, but there isn't there's no footage of real Andy in the movie. <clears throat> yeah, so it's pretty funny because when they're on the set taxi, like he's like playing George Shapiro and he's like, You're on this mo- you're 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 <laughs> on the show. And then they don't show him. So mm-hmm. they kind of that's the way they skip over that. Um yeah, so I was kind of familiar with him, so I knew his kind of wackiness and uh, the bongo stuff and the Mighty Mouse on, you know, I think it was SNL. He did that. Um, so I, I mean, I didn't know a lot because this is like before, like the internet's real big, so I didn't know a whole lot, but I, I knew of him, and so I watched the movie and I was just, I loved it. Uh, and I thought Jim Carrey, you know, knocked it out the park. And this guy, uh, who the heck, Milo, Milos Foreman? Didn't he uh, direct like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest or something? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big time director to get for this, dude. Um, so this all started, I, I was watching the interview. Was, uh, Danny DeVito was talking to Milos at somebody's birthday party. And Milos liked Taxi and like wanted stories about Taxi. So he's telling mm-hmm. him about it. And then it is like at the end of my taxi stories, I always get to my favorite part talking about my buddy Andy because he was, you know, the wild card. He's the, I always save those stories for the end of my taxi stories. And I was telling him, and he's like, Tell me more about Andy. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then, you know, he's like, We got to make this movie, Danny. He's like, What do you mean to make this movie? And he's like, You know, I'm just blowing smoke out my ass. Milos Foreman asks you to make a movie. I'm a producer. Yeah, we're going to make a movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like shortly after his company just produced Pulp Fiction. Mm. And uh, shortly after that. So he's like, I'm riding high on that. And now I got a you know Oscar winning. Was he Oscar winning? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Director. And he's asking me to do a movie. Yeah, I'm going to do a movie. I guess they talked to Jim about it, and Jim is an Andy file. Like, he owns the bongos that Andy played mm-hmm. before he got hired and all this crazy stuff. It's a it's a very serendipitous uh, series of events to get this movie made. It's really weird. Um, but you coming in fresh, uh, you go. You can go ahead and narrate us through the movie or whatever you want to do, whatever yeah. you want to talk about the movie, and I can jump in into what I might want to add. Yeah, so I didn't know too much about Andy. I knew, like, you know, I knew that he had something to do with wrestling. Um, not that he was a yeah. wrestler. I just knew he did some sort of stunt with wrestling. Mr. Um, Lawler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff was new to me. I didn't I didn't know about that. But um, And I knew about Taxi. Other than that, I didn't really know much about it. I just knew he was just a wacky, um, a wacky guy. So... Yeah, and then I also knew going in about the how Jim Carrey and the you know had a lot of fun in this production. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. I knew about that kind of stuff. Um, you know what's funny about that is we all thought that, and there were rumors, but no one knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No one knew because uh, it wasn't talked. I mean, I saw a Charlie Rose interview with Danny DeVito where he told that story about how it started, and he said. Charlie Rose is like saying working with Jim is like, well, I didn't work with Jim, really. Every time he came to say he was Andy or Tony Clifton, and that's all he said about it. 
he left it at that. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, there's much more, <laughs> much yeah. more than that. And that's all he said. And so before all the internet videos and they, you know, they took this footage from him and wouldn't let him show it. So before this documentary, we didn't really know the extent. Like I, in your mind, when you think him going to set uh, in character, you don't think this. Yeah, like, yeah. This is <laughs> this is another level. So like you just think weird. of like a like when I think of method acting, I think of yeah. like Daniel Day Lewis, right? It's yeah, like, you think of someone in character. Yeah, you don't yeah. think of someone getting drunk and wrecking a car <laughs> on the set. <laughs> hey, what? God damn it! <laughs> got paper bag over his head. Yeah, it's a whole a whole different thing. Um. So yeah, I sat down and watched it. Um, I'm a little mixed on it. I think that like, you know, a biography movie, like I feel like a biography movie tries to to accomplish two things, right? It tries to let you know who the subject is as a person and like their ups and downs as just like an individual person. And then it also tries to accomplish like what they're famous for, whether if it's like an artist, the song that you're known for, whatever. So like most biographies kind of balance that very well. This movie seems to care more about what Andy's famous for and less about who he was as a person. Um, and I think this movie feels like it's just a bunch of montages of all of Andy's stuff versus like who Andy was. And I feel like, um, which is fine. I, I, I First of all, I should say the movie's enjoyable and I liked it. But um, I just think it could have been better if we got more of Andy. There is snippets of Andy in the movie, but for the most part, that him as an individual is kind of subdued and you get more of just like the Andy Kaufman, you know, <clears throat> timeline, I guess, timeline of events. Um, and even in like the third act, it really starts to get a little melodramatic and it starts to kind of try to get you to care about Andy Kaufman, whereas I don't know if that's necessarily earned because you didn't really like give us anything in the front load of the movie to you know care but man jim Carrey's performance dude holy shit like you go back and watch some of these um the real footage of andy and it's like fucking identical like it's his performance is amazing um it's insane to me that he wasn't even nominated for an academy award yeah it's crazy to me um not even nominated (laughs) let alone one it's crazy um, how much he kind of looks like him too. Yeah, you wouldn't think before the movie. I was like, okay, this is makeup or something, but it pretty well and slick the hair back and stuff. Kind of, it's similar. Mm-hmm. Similar yeah. enough to where if you have a really good performance, you can believe it. You know, and get lost yeah. in it. And all the all of the recreations, you know, the the Mighty <clears throat> Mouse is fucking spot on. Tony Clifton for the win in this movie, man. Oh, my God. I didn't know anything about Tony Clifton at all. Uh, so this was all new to me. And, man, what a blast. Um, and not even just Jim Carrey. Like, I think all of the acting across the board. Um, Paul Giamatti, his kind of his yeah. young man is great. Danny DeVito's great. DeVito's great. great. Uh, even Courtney even, Love. Even, yeah, even Courtney Love, which I hate. Yeah. In, in mostly everything she's ever done, including music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could stand her here, and I was like, okay, she's doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, so overall, I I enjoyed the movie uh, quite a bit. I just think, you know, I, I thought I was left with like a man. I, there was like a lot of room for improvement, but um, uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I didn't know it was a 1999 movie, and uh, the reason why I bring that up is because 1999 is one of those like infamous best yeah. years for movies. Uh, 1999 was a fucking heavy hitter for movies, and. Uh, yeah, I guess we can break some of these down. Like, um, um, I was trying to think what got me fucking. Yeah, Tony Clifton. 
is easily like my favorite. The of first his. scene with Tony Clifton, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like great. Uh, you go, Tony Clifton, everybody, and he goes behind the curtain. You hear, huh? God damn it! Oh, oh you dumb! And he, the guy has to come back out. It's like, sorry, Tony Clifton, due to his uh his condition. He asks that you extinguish all smoking material. Please put out your cigarettes and your cigars, everybody, so he can sing. Please, and then we'll enjoy the show. And then he comes out, <laughs> comes out, walks on the stage, lights up a cigarette. <laughs> 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 Everyone's looking at him. Uh, that's how you know how it's gonna how it's gonna start. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts with the "I'm alright." Wow, 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 wow. Everyone's sitting there. He's like, "Hey." I need this place like I need a shotgun blast to the face. I play the biggest gigs in Vegas, okay? Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Goes over to the chick. Hey, uh, you're setting a little kind of cheese there, honey. Oh, that's your ass. Excuse me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Goes over to Paul Giamatti. And what's your name, fella? He's like, Bob. Oh, uh, Bob what? Up and down in the water? <laughs> He's like, Gortsky. Gortsky. Was that uh, Polish? <laughs> so, yeah. I think them goddamn Polacks have been ridiculed enough. <laughs> I run a clean show around here. I don't need no Polish humor. <laughs> pours the water over his head. Yeah. Oh, God. So good. And then he's like, George, I'll see you backstage. Fatty? Or Baldy? <laughs> Baldy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sees him backstage. He's eating spaghetti. He's just slurping it up. Turns to him. <laughs> and then uh he's like what do you want and he's like uh not everything's what it seems george <laughs> shows him his eyes see that's where i think you're kind of wrong or i think it does show who andy was right there in that scene it shows that andy wasn't really known by anybody mm-hmm. even the closest people to him he was always like which was that the real andy you met you know, or was it a character? Was it a show? Um, and I think that kind of shows in the movie. Like, he, he's never really true, you know. He's always doing something for somebody or putting on some facade. So I think that kind of showed in the movie. Um, but anyways, in the scene, I love it. When Paul Giamatti comes in. He's like, yeah, what about that poor schmuck you poured water on out in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show, man. Paul Giamatti coming in. <laughs> This is my writing partner, Zamuda. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, I, Zamuda is shown in the documentary and stuff. And uh, I thought, yeah, Paul did a great job, a pretty yeah. good. And um, I love to get into talking. He's a writing partner. You should have seen it. One time, he he faked a lion escaping at the Brooklyn Zoo. <laughs> you should have seen it, George. We had twenty people running. There's a fucking lion. I <laughs> <laughs> shut down the zoo for three days. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's the introduction to Tony Clifton and that. Oh, man, that stuck with me for years and years. Yeah, I mean, it's even a good buildup because before you even meet Tony, uh, Shapiro, Dan DeVito, gets a phone call from this guy who's just screaming, hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's just going off on it. He's like, what? Who is this? And Tony Clifton. Or actually, he doesn't even say his name. And so that's kind of how he's introduced. And then uh, Andy gets um, offered the taxi role, and he has some agreements. And one of them is yeah. to let this unknown name, Tony Clifton, to have four appearances on Taxi. And no one knows who he is. So just the, the reveal of who <laughs> the Andy is Tony Curtis and this <laughs> crazy guy is a, is a great reveal. But yeah, he's definitely uh, the best character in the movie. 
He's oh, fantastic. Man. Yeah, and then the taxi. You're gonna, you're gonna fire Oski. You gotta let him down gently, please. Uh, we will. <laughs> we'll be very professional. Uh, <clears throat> I love it when they kick him out, and then he, uh, they're firing him. Like, you're firing me. You can't fucking fire me. <laughs> well, we already talked to Andy. I don't know any goddamn Andy Kaufman. <laughs> He's always, always says he doesn't know Andy Kaufman. And then I love there's like a scene. He goes over there and pulls the fire alarm or something. Oh yeah, it's like a be- yeah. he dings the bell and he just starts swinging. swinging. Yeah. Oh god, I was laughing so hard. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and they finally get him out. And like, I want to make a phone call. <laughs> no, not on the lot. You're not. Uh, glass of water. <laughs> Aspirin. Moist towel. What? Oh, I love it. So good, dude. Uh. I guess we'll save some of the actual stories for the the, the next part because it's kind of hard not to talk about some of the Jim and Andy that corresponds yeah. to it. But let's just get through the the actual movie, I guess. Um, what else? What struck you about the movie? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? Uh, what'd you think? Um, yeah, I mean, what's good about the great about the movie for <clears throat> me is it's it like it showed me what. <laughs> what he did and it's like it, it made me want to like the 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 as soon as the movie's over i wanted to go and look at the actual footage yeah and um and just like all this insight that i you know i didn't know and like the whole wrestling thing with him and, and jerry lawler which was great to see uh what's his name oh yeah the other guy it's cool the, that other, they... the other announcer who's in the movie uh who's announcing the wrestling match uh, the king i think yeah, oh yeah. my god that guy <laughs> the saggy face but um, yeah. no, all the wrestling stuff was fucking fascinating, and uh, it's cool that they yeah. got him back and like Letterman, and they recreated that. But Letterman's yeah. like it's now Letterman, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like they went on the show in '99, <laughs> right? Because right. he's all old and shit. Uh, but they tried; they got the actual people. That was cool. I'm gonna sue you, Mister Lawler. You fucking <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> You know, I like the scene uh, at the at the very end when the kind of wrestling thing is wrapped up. Um, when him and Jerry or Vito's like, you you can you two can no longer work together, and like you don't really see Jerry. They're kind of obscuring him, and then it cuts to Jerry. And he's like, this is like one of the coolest moments of my life. Uh, I like that little. Yeah, moment. I love the I love the uh, uh, fucking intro music. I still have that beat in my head. His wrestling intro music that. The Intercontinental Women's Wrestling Champion of the World. The Intergender Champion. Oh, yeah, the Intergender Champion of the World. I wrestle women, Lawler. I think women are very good at some things. Very good. Better than men at some things. Like scrubbing the dishes, cutting the taters, taking care of babies. It's so funny, man. Yeah, I, I uh, love I love how like he is all about, you know, getting a laugh at the expense of like dismantling what we know as entertainment, and I I, I think that's so fascinating. Like, there's well, a getting moment... a <clears throat> oh, getting ahead. a laugh for himself. Yeah, no one else finds it funny really in much <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a, it's almost like a re- it's like a prank show, but nobody's filming it. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a you don't get the audience reaction. It's really just for you. Yeah. It's if you know Tom Green did his stuff but never filmed it. He right, just found right. it funny to himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Well, like there's that, it's, it's really amplified um, when he has his own special and he wants to purposefully like ruin oh, yeah, the, yeah. the special so that it seems as if it's the, the reception's off and it's going to get people yeah. to bash on their TV. And Then they'll get up and try to fix their TVs <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with their TVs. And they'll like, how is that funny? Scratch yeah. their heads. Jim. Or no, he's like, Andy, we don't want people getting up. Yeah. We don't want people getting up. No, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not little, funny. Little moments like that is uh is very fascinating. And then it, it, obviously it's 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 even more comedic when the boardroom is watching it and that one fucking schlup gets up and Yeah. Have we paid how much money for this TV? <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you saying all that, it make uh when you said documentaries are for, you know, those those two things. I think this one, now that we're talking about it, I think what this one does for Andy and for us, is it doesn't really maybe explain his whole life story. It's just kind of a short part because it's kind of like a little bit before taxi to death, which mm -hmm. isn't a long time. Okay, he was gone pretty quickly. And uh, so it doesn't go into his childhood or much of any of that. It doesn't really go into taxi or the things that made him famous um, too much. So I think what it does... <clears throat> Is uh, I think it shows us the genius of what he was doing because you don't know really unless you know the whole story, right? You just watch the female wrestling and stuff. It's like, okay, that's not genius. That's just that's kind of weird. That's a kind of an asshole move. Mm -hmm. She's kind of an eccentric uh, Hollywood guy or something, right? But when you know the context and what's going on, uh, I think you kind of understand the genius more. And that's what this movie was for, was just uh, as a you know it's a love letter by his friend, yeah, uh, Danny DeVito. It's like he knew the genius, he and he knew nobody else did kind of thing, and he wanted to just open it up. Here's why Andy was so great. Let's make a movie about it. So yeah, I think it accomplishes that at least. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I guess my to go back to what I was saying earlier about not knowing the movie doesn't isn't really concerned about you know, showing who Andy was. What I mean by that is like, you know, he has brothers and a sister and a parents and like, what was their relationship like? He has a wife and like, you do get a little bit of their relationship, but like not very much to work with. Like I think of another biography watch, which is Dragon and you get, and Dragon, you get a lot of Bruce and Linda and their relationship and how strong they were together. And it's like, you don't really get that in this movie. You get like, very so that's kind of what i mean by you don't really get to know andy's approach you get yeah. the genius of what he was trying to do but you don't really get a sense of his like personal life and kind of who he was to everybody else and and but, and uh, the movie's not really concerned with that which is fine i'm just yeah. saying it just felt a little weird um, and it's courtney love so careful what you ask for yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is true she will kill you she'll have she'll hire wanna, someone to kill you i don't want to derail this motherfucker mm-hmm but yeah, uh, getting yeah to see his inner workings and and what he th thought was funny and how like he just loved to fuck with audiences like by reading The Great Gatsby on stage in a British oh, accent. Oh yeah, it's yeah, fucking great! It's hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, in my younger and more vulnerable years, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Dulaka <laughs> gets all Thank pissed. Thank you very much. They asked for it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. And I almost wish, like, I do agree the opening of this movie is, like, probably one of the best openings. Like, you put it on the list of whatever top 
50 openings of all time in a movie. This is probably on that list. And I, I wish that, you know, the director would have fucked with us a little more. He, like, had a little more of that into the movie somehow, like, in yeah. any Kaufman fashion. That would have been kind of neat, him kind of exploring and fucking with us as an audience. Because that movie... This movie opens with kind of a weird, fucked up Andy Kaufman thing, and I just would have loved to have seen that sprinkled out through the movie. Like they play the opening of the end credits. Yeah, <laughs> just like, standing okay, the, all right, okay. The the movie is <laughs> over, but uh, you are still here. Uh, you can go now. <laughs> yeah, and then it holds on just a black frame for like fifteen seconds, and it's like, uh, and then he kind of yeah. <laughs> dips his face <laughs> in from the end. And, oh, hey. and isn't he like? Isn't he like a? It's not a very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't know why you came to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been cool if some of that stuff kind of uh, was a little explored in the movie, but yeah, what a travesty that he was not even nominated, man. Yeah. What bullshit. He won a Golden Globe. But, oh, fucking cares. Should have given an Academy Award for this motherfucker. I'm gonna look up what, who he, was nominated, but yeah. he. Deserve a nod for that, dude. So, oh wait, I guess it wouldn't be 1999, right? Because it's always a year later. I guess it'd be 2000. So, actor in leading role, the winner was Kevin Spacey for American Beauty. The nominees were Russell Crowe. Just from playing the... himself, <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. Of course, yeah. See, yeah, it's hard to play a pedophile, isn't it? Uh, the nominees <laughs> were Russell Crowe for The Insider. These next two movies, I swear to God, I've never heard of in my entire life. Russell Crowe for The Insider? I don't remember that. I don't, I've never heard yeah, of it. I've seen it once. It's pretty good. Uh, these two movies, I've never heard of. Uh, Richard Farnsworth for The Straight Story and Sean Penn for Sweet and Lowdown. I've never heard of those. And the last what? is Denzel Washington for The Hurricane, which is a pretty good movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I've never heard of The Straight Story or Sweet Lowdown. So Yeah, so throw Jim in there. And then, I, and then, as far as like best picture goes, which I don't even know if this is like best picture uh, caliber, but just for fucking shits and giggles, it was. Oh yeah, uh, best picture was American Beauty, of course that one. Uh, the Cider House Rules, that was kind of a bore fest. The Green Mile, which is great. The Insider and The Sixth Sense. Ooh, we got some Shyamalan back in 1999. Wow, best picture. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy <laughs> it. Uh. It wasn't nominated for anything. I could have no. swore I got nominated for something. Nothing. Screenplay, nothing. Wow. Hmm. He did win. I'm on the awards category on IMDb for the actual like movie. I'll list all the awards the movie got. Yeah. And uh, he did get, or he was nominated for the Screen Actors Guild Award. Uh, he didn't even win. But yeah, fucking weird, man. Oh, Golden Globes. He won a Golden Globe. Yeah. That's for what Best that's worth. Actor. Yeah, that's, that's a trophy take it yeah <clears throat> all right well yeah so it's kind of under underrated movie i think i think it deserves better i mean I, I think this is easily the best acting jim carrey's ever done i mean he's done some acting movies but to to really just become someone else and you look like you said you look at the footage and it's like damn mm -hmm. it, it's so close and so good really hard to do with a historical person because people can go look up the YouTube videos and know exactly how how good you did mannerisms everything yeah it's I also wanted to mention that <clears throat> going in I would say I don't know if you felt this way too well I mean I guess it's kind of hard for you to go back and remember like 
Like and go first right time back. you saw it. All right. So, 99. <laughs> I felt like the first probably 30 minutes, I was like, Ugh, this is just Jim Carrey, you know, doing an imitation of like, I, I kept seeing Jim Carrey and not Kaufman. Uh, maybe that's because I, I just never seen any Kaufman footage or anything. But somewhere after the 30 minutes, once I start getting into the movie and the character, I forget about Jim Carrey. And that's, you know, obviously the purpose of, of acting. But I'd say for the first 30 minutes, like, eh, this is Jim Carrey. But he does such a fucking good job that, like, I start to believe him as Andy Kaufman. And I, I'm transported yeah. to Andy Kaufman's world. And so I, I applaud his performance. It's fucking great. I don't think that happened with me. I, I think because like at that time, everything Jim had done was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, he's got long hair, you know, and it's all slicked back. And so I think visually he looked so different than all his other movies, his comedies. This is still a comedy, but he visually he looked so different that it was like it wasn't, you know, I didn't see like Ace Ventura sitting there. You know what I sure, mean? Sure. Like you would think you would think when at of Jim Carrey at this time. Mm-hmm. And so. It kind of sold it to me. But yeah, they didn't really do any prosthetics or anything. You know what I mean? He's got like a fake mole. Oh, like yeah, Andy. The, the moles on yeah. his cheek there. Yeah. And then <clears throat> that's about it. No no makeup or anything, really. I mean, some makeup, but I didn't, as far as I could tell, no prosthetics or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of just he had to have his acting come through to change his, who he was. But I thought he did really well. Um, what was I going to say? Something came up in my mind. Uh, uh, dang it, I lost it. Anyways, yeah, it's it's. I also um, I do think, like I said <laughs> earlier, the I think the where the movie kind of falters for me is like the third act. Like basically, when she gets sick, you know, the third act downfall. Oh, you're not welcome in our religion anymore, or, or you know, all the stuff that's bad starts yeah. happening to him. Um, I think that's kind of where the movie dips a little bit for me. But um, it is sad, like the way the movie portrays it, where he is sick, but no one is like everyone's having a hard time believing him because yeah. he's such a fucking prankster. Um, I thought that was kind of sad. And like his sisters, like the doctor comes in and tells his family, and his sister and brother are like, "Ah, it's a fucking phony." His sh- the doctor's shoes weren't even the right kind of shoes, and so you know it's kind of sad. Yeah, and it did happen very fast. I'm, I think it was like five months. Danny DeVito was saying people finding out, and then he was actually dead. Jesus. Um, very fast cancer. I don't know if he smoked or what. It was like lung cancer. Yeah, they say in the movie, uh, I think DeVito says, you don't even smoke. And he goes, yeah, it's a rare. And he, he, he lists off what the what the ailment is. But I wonder if the uh, the funeral is was accurate. I, don't, I never I didn't look it up. But that was a pretty sad, touching scene, though, right? Yeah. You know, it have a video of him playing at his funeral. Let's all sing. Okay. It made me oh. it made me want to have like it made me think of like why don't we do that in America? Like why does death always have to be like this sad like we all go you know, at funerals you go into a room and you know, maybe people have speeches and you cry and you kind of get it out, but like there's something about celebrating. Like I guess that's what happens afterwards. It's supposed to be a, like, celebration you know, a celebration of life. Yeah, but but it, it never quite is, is it? So it's yeah, very yeah. sad. I think it's just we can't separate the two. Right, right. We're still so, we're so sad that a loved one is gone. We we love them and we want to celebrate their life. And we try to, but it's just so hard. Right after yeah, they're gone, yeah. you know, funeral yeah. is always close to the death. So yeah, watching his funeral and he, him kind of getting people to hold each other and sway and sing. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that's fucking cool. It's really touching. And then and then before when he he finally gets to play Carnegie Hall. 
Yeah, that yeah. is a touching moment, man. Because um, he knows he's gonna at that point. He knows he doesn't have long, and he finally gets his, his dream. And he does Carnegie Hall, and he kills, and he takes everyone out for milk and cookies mm. after the show. There's buses <laughs> outside waiting, and uh, yeah, that actually happened, man. Takes the freaking everyone out for milk and cookies. That's crazy. Mm. Such a cool, cool thing. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my overall. I liked it. <clears throat> so, Man on the Moon for me. Mm, mm, mm. This is a good one, man. This is a. This is a. It's a. It's eight point eight for me. It's almost a nine. I thought Jim's performance was amazing. I love the uh, subject. I love the acting. I thought the characters are amazing. Uh, this is one I still like to watch from time to time. Just you can just flip through and get a couple, you know, highlight reel of it and watch some Tony Clifton and stuff. And yeah, I love it. Eight point eight. Cool. I was gonna go like a seven four, seven point four. That's kind of where I'm at with it. <clears throat> well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right and then uh so next order of business we talked just a little bit about jim and andy uh man this documentary is fucking cool man yeah it gives you some real insight into this shit i love the footage man it's so good like uh there's a the preview they had they had where it's like showing him in the trailer and his the guy playing his dad comes in yeah and then jim's talking about it and then and then whatever the actor's name is, playing my dad comes in and starts scolding me as my dad. <laughs> it's like, you just need to support me. <laughs> He's there in the makeup chair. He's like, I, I do support you. What do you want me to tell you? Everything you do is good? Huh? <laughs> and then the, the chick doing his makeup starts crying. It's like, it's, it's my dad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm so terrible. I'm so terrible. <laughs> And you could tell it's kind of you're kind of seeing Jim yeah. for a second there. He thinks he's terrible because he keeps doing this to people, you know, uh, the way he's doing this movie. Mm -hmm. But then he's also he's also being <clears throat> Andy. So yeah, I thought this was a incredible insight Netflix documentary, uh, which is weird. Is Netflix doesn't have the movie? I wish they had both. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's a, yeah, it's a companion piece. Um. And just all the the Tony Clifton footage is really <laughs> what you. That's for. that's what surprised me because like you you say like we say like Jim Carrey in character as Andy Kaufman for the entire yeah. set. You think of like him playing uh, what's his name Lotska or you know Lock whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, you think of that right? You think of the taxi guy like just you know Jim Carrey being like okay yeah uh, call me Andy who's Jim, but what you don't think of is fucking <clears throat> Tony Kurt like him on set. Is as Tony Clifton is fucking insane that they let him get away with all that shit. It is so yeah, crazy. Yeah, just wrecking God, the Cadillac yeah. and I got it, I booze. got it. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> slamming the car into the fucking I, I, I got it. Wanna say a person at Jackie Kennedy? I was like, oh my god. Go, go yeah, going <laughs> 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 going around the uh, lot. And their fucking goes to Steven. I want to see Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> huh? 
I want to see the guy. I want to see fucking Steven Spielberg. He goes down there. It's like, do you have an appointment? No, I don't have an appointment. The where are the goddamn dinosaurs? <laughs> huh? <laughs> where do you keep these dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's like, you can't have a camera in here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Oh, yeah, and he's having, like, Zamuda, like, film it, too. And uh, Andy's daughter, I think. Oh, it's Andy's uh, Andy's wife. Sis, is it wife? Yeah, because she says something about uh, Courtney Love having mannerisms that matched her. She thought it was like eerie. Mm, like, okay. oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> right on. Uh, what's cool is it does show like the footage of like the family, and they they said like, wow, it was like having him back for a minute. It was mm. crazy. It was weird. And uh, <clears throat> God, Jim Carrey's just. Off the wall, fucking nut case though. When they interview him and he's got his beard, he's so fucking weird. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like a it's a mystical connection here. I mean, is it me? Is it Andy? And he's got the beard, and it's just everything he says is a fucking soliloquy or a fucking uh, metaphor. You know what I mean? And it's just like Jesus, Jim. I mean, yeah, some of it yeah. was some of it was pretty uh, deep, but at the same time, I'm like, whoa, man, you're weird. Yeah, he, he kind of, you see it a lot at, in the very, very end. He's talking about like free will and this cup of tea. Am I drinking the cup of tea because I'm thirsty? Yeah. You know, like all this <laughs> weird shit, but. He's fucking weird. But I do think he's but, onto something about like, as, I mean, I'm not an actor, but I, you know, I I get how like you portray, you you become somebody else and, and we, the audience, you know, attach ourselves to that person, but that's not really who you are. And it's kind of this weird psychological thing for an actor and i think that's what he's trying to get at is like he feels empty when when he's outside of these roles because he's not ace ventura he's not the truman guy you know and it's so i, I kind of felt for him that <clears throat> yeah but must, <laughs> must be terrible must be terrible so what else uh i love all the footage of it milos and this is like Oh, I know Jim, I guess, impersonating me. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Jim, please let me talk to Jim just once. <laughs> please, not Andy. Oh, man, uh, I feel bad for that Cole crew, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's poor Oh, uh, yeah, but, but fucking it worked, you know? And then he's like, you know what, Milos, I could, I could come as Jim. We could do it that way. I could try and act like Andy. And we'll see how that works. Uh, or I could do it this way and say, oh, oh no, we need Andy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, he was like, we can fire them and I can, do, or something yeah. along those lines. And then yeah. he was like, no, I just wanted to talk to Jim. <laughs> it's like he's getting so sick of fucking talking to these other characters. He just wanted yeah. to get to get to Jim or like there's the fucking oh. um, when Milo's talking to Tony and he's like, hey, tell Jim we're, we're, we're going to we're going to lunch tomorrow. I was like, who? He's like Jim. You? He's like, oh, I don't know who fucking Jim is. I ain't going. I ain't going. Not me. Just like, he's just trying to ask him that we're gonna have lunch tomorrow, and Tony's just like, what? Wasn't a? Wasn't there like a? Uh, there's a scene where they're doing like a mic check on stage. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Tony's there. And he's like, huh? <laughs> quiet. We're doing mic. Huh? What do you mean quiet? <laughs> doing mic check. Ah, hello, hello. One, two, three. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I think it fucking works. <laughs> oh man so awful oh my gosh so hilarious so, so good and then like Jerry Lawler like there's great stuff in there about him oh, like yeah. I hated working with uh, Jim Carrey 
Jim Carrey was not like Andy Kaufman. Me and Andy Kaufman was a joke. And then like it's kind of the insight of Jim Carrey's like, yeah, I I kind of know that that's how it was, but I was just channeling Andy, and uh, you know, so he's kind of playing it as if what would Andy do in this situation of filming the movie, not what would Andy do because we were actually you know in on this joke together so it's kind of interesting and i i loved it <laughs> i love how yeah. much he pissed off lawler and he's just throwing shit at him <laughs> i think he like chokes jim in one part or something yeah uh, he chases him down the hallway and <laughs> tries to whoop his ass it's like listen pal i'm just gonna take you out <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's fucking crazy how uh he got under his skin and it, yeah it's just yeah, hearing Jerry's interview of just like, yeah, this is not who Andy was. This is kind of fucking pissing me off a little bit. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. But then uh, after I saw another interview about the documentary where he was talking, and he's like, you know what? After watching the documentary, they let me screen it first. Uh, he's like, I don't know if I'd change anything. He's like, I love what he did now. Now I understand it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I love what he did. I don't care. Fucking some people got pissed off, or some 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 people might have been the hardest movie they ever worked on. That shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking awesome. All of it. It's and very like, meta his footage. His footage is like is as good, if not better, than the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I love how they uh, kept it under lock and key. Uh, we think Jim might come across as an asshole. If anyone yeah. sees this and, uh, you know, we want him to be liked, you know, he's, he's Ace Ventura. And <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think he came across as an asshole. I think he came across as like crazy. I think this is 1999 too. This is like fucking, we're starting some jackass now. So yeah, people are doing, people are doing this stuff. It's not that crazy. Yeah. It was I just, mean, it's, it's unheard of to do on a, on a set. I guess, you know, what I mean? movie like, set. Yeah. yeah, because people are there to work. They're working fucking fiction. Like they have things to do. You have like you have to be on schedule if you or you're late. So when you have somebody fucking around, it's got to get under under people's skins. But I love it, man. Like this documentary is so good. I remember when I first watched it because I knew all the stories. Like, oh, my God, there's an actual documentary about it. Like they're going to go into it and have the like some of the footage. I was like, dude. And uh, just seeing that first trailer. And I was like, when it you know shows on Netflix, got the little preview before it came out. I was like, ooh man, I can't wait. And then I watched it. I was fucking glued mm-hmm. from beginning to end. I was glued. Yeah, dude. I just enjoyed every second of it. It's one of the best docs I've seen in a long time, and one of the best docs because most docs are like a you know like a making of featurette. This isn't yeah, that yeah. really. You know, this is like this is like going into the the acting process of a movie, which really I don't know of any doc that has done that. Cause there hasn't been such a weird acting situation where it warrants a, a freaking documentary being made about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I freaking loved it. It was so good. Yeah, it was, it was fucking man. It was so crazy. That, like he, he would go into the makeup trailer and put a boom box on the ground and crank the fucking audio. Oh, yeah. And everyone else <laughs> getting their makeup on. They're like, dude, just all this weird shit. It's just like, man. You see Paul Giamatti sitting in the chair when like he's having the he's having the fight and he's he's just like shaking yeah. his head. <laughs> like another day. Just another day. Uh, 
man. But yeah, it was good. It was good. It would be cool to see more of it. Um, and it was cool that it was just Jim Carrey as the talking head. You know what I mean? Like there was no other talking head interviews. It's just Jim in front of a camera telling the story of his experience. I, I like that a lot. I think if they had other people doing it, it would have been um, a little too expansive, I guess. But just to keep it intimate yeah. with just Jim, I thought it was a good idea. And you got to see, like, not even just Jim, but you got to see more of, um, what's his partner's name, Andy's partner's name, the Zumba or Zumba guy? Yeah, like, Zamuda. Zamuda. You get to see a lot of Zamuda, footage of him, yeah. like the real guy um, who was with Yeah, Andy. he's talking with Jim, and he's actually, like, collaborating on things yeah. they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. he's it, like, it was like we were back again. Oh, yeah. And then they, like, they, where they go to, like, the premiere, and it's uh, Bob Zamuda as... Tony Clifton. Oh, it's the no, it's the Playboy Mansion. They think it's Jim oh, going yeah, the, to the Playboy, Playboy Mansion. Mansion. So he's, it's Bob Zamuda dressed <laughs> as, as Tony, Tony Curtis, Clifton. Going yeah. to Clifton, yeah. It's Tony Clifton, and then, uh, and then Jim shows up. Yeah. Like, hey guys, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> and then they kick him out. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you can't kick me out of here. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know a Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, that's like a perfect. Uh, it's perfect how they would do it. Like back in the day, like they would have Andy Kaufman show up somewhere and Zamuda would play Clifton to try and alleviate. Cause everyone thought they were the same person. It's like, no, mm-hmm. they're not the same person. And then people would be like, what the fuck? What? They're not. <laughs> how are they both here? <laughs> it was so awesome. man. Yeah. That was, that was so great. Good. That was a cool moment. Yeah. Zamuda, man, that must've been great for him, man. It's like, man, it's kind of like he was back good old days yeah you could tell that jim whatever happened on this role or whatever happened to him psychologically it kind of fucked with him because I, i'm trying to remember do you remember back in the day i don't know if this was pre man of the moon or post man of the moon but there was a time where he went to the oscars and he had a really long fucking beard and he had he's dressed like a hippie and he had like hippie glasses and he won something and he's up on stage and he's like he was just really fucking out there and people are like what is going on I want to say it was post Man of the Moon, but I, I could be wrong. So whatever happened to him in the set, uh, it stick it stuck with him. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was very funny though, because he was like, you know, these awards—that's what matters, right? This is all that matters. This is what <laughs> makes me me and better than you. <laughs> you know, uh, that was so good. I don't know. It was just kind of like a Ricky Gervais moment. He was just making fun of everybody and how stupid it was to care about these fucking awards. You know, when I go to bed, I won't be two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey. I'll be three-time Golden Globe Award winner Jim Carrey. (laughs) And then I'll have a new dream to be four-time Golden Globe Award winner Jim Carrey. And then maybe, maybe I might matter. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I'm looking at it now. It's the MTV Movie Awards. And he's oh, dressed like a fucking mean? hippie. Eh. He has like a cigarette in his mouth and shit. <clears throat> yeah, that's the that's the place to make a statement. That's because that's the one everyone watches. <laughs> the MTV MTV Award winner yeah. for Best Kiss. <laughs> and it was for uh, it was for Best Actor for the Truman Show. He dressed like a hippie and went on stage and did his. Maybe that was. I bet you he probably already got Kaufman by that moment. The Kaufman role, and he's just kind of getting into it. That'd be my yeah. guess. Wow. So, but for the documentary as a companion piece, uh, I don't. So, if you don't like the movie, do you think someone would want to watch this documentary? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're you're interested in just like um, film production, acting, and, and processes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. <clears throat> if you're interested in like crazy method acting or interesting movie set stories, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of your thoughts of the film, I think this would be a watch, right? Definitely. Um, yeah, and then if you like it, of course, you like the movie. Then pff, I mean, we don't need to convince you. Go, you're gonna want to watch it probably. Um. Yeah, so for me, what did I, I think I get, what did I, 8.8 for the yeah the movie? 8.8, this has got to be a 8.5. Terrific companion piece. Uh, sometimes some of the footage is more entertaining, because like, like that Playboy Mansion scene. Yeah. Oh my God, him wrecking the car, showing up drunk with that fucking paper bag over his head, because he didn't have the makeup on, but he was still Tony Clifton, but he couldn't have the bag off, because you can't see it, and it's not Tony Clifton. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, 8.5. One of the best movie docs I've ever seen. Because, you know, it's like a full-length one. It's like, you don't you don't often get these. They're mostly like a Blu-ray freaking bonus yeah. feature. It's like truncated in 10 minutes. Oh, we had so much yeah. fun. Oh, this person was so yeah. brilliant. He just really gets the yeah. role and it's blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this felt very... What's cool about his documentary is... And I'm making fun of special features because that's what they... They feel very produced and very, like you know, showy. This but, felt but very we un- we love yeah, we will, yeah. Um but this felt very unfiltered. Um and it felt very raw yeah. and just like not producy and not showmanzy. Um because they're not really selling you a product at this point. They're just, you know, yeah. behind the scenes of what happened. But I mean shit, they don't even have the movie, so there's no product to sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm glad um uh, it makes me sound like a cop out because when I was thinking about, it, I was thinking eight point five as well. I do think it's better than I had more fun with this movie. Um, yeah. and it's, I saw it really fucking fascinating to see Jim Carrey unleashed and uh, <laughs> watching him rain terror and hell on the set. But you know, for good, I mean, maybe not for good reason, but you know, for there's a purpose behind it. He wasn't doing it just for the fuck of it. Yeah. You know, he was trying to get and tap or tap into what Kaufman was trying to do, and that way, yeah. all this feels very meta. And it's uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, can you, you know, can you fault the process when the when the product ends up being good? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you don't agree with how he got there, but the end product turned out great. Like that was some good acting. Maybe that's what he personally had to do to get it on screen, which is a lot. But hey, if it works. Yeah, I think both. I think both ways of acting are, you know are valuable right like if you need to be if you're fucking daniel day lewis and you need to be abraham lincoln for a couple months then and that's how you tap into that then fucking go for it however i do think it's really cool where an actor can be themselves leave the trailer go onto a set rehearse and soon and then and be that person on a dime i think both of them um work really well it just depends on who you are and he went with the the method way and it worked yeah yeah it uh, would have been a whole different performance if he didn't, you know, if he just sat down and they said action, yeah. he just tried to be him. It probably would have been a different performance. And you performance. know, I don't think no one could have got away with that, but Jim Carrey, because at that point he was the biggest star in the world. Yeah. Uh, no one else. There's a movie would have been shut down and, you know, stopped. Uh, I hear they did have a lot of big actors that wanted to, that, that videoed for Andy Kaufman. I want to know who those guys are and see some of those that test footage. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
it's always interesting to see famous actors that tried out for famous roles that didn't get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How future could have been different. <clears throat> that reminds me of uh, uh, along the lines of that. You you watched the is it the shop is that was called the HBO yeah, LeBron. Did you see the Will Smith one? Or Will Smith was on? So. Oh God, it's fucking hilarious. So at the end credits, they always run like B roll on the credits, and it's Will Smith, and they're like. Yeah, I sat down when these fucking two guys come in the room. They're like, hey, you're going to be in this computer. wanting to play this, this Neo guy, and you're in a computer program. And oh, yeah. Fighting, and there's bullets, and, and Will Smith's like, nah, fuck that. That sounds stupid. I'm going to go do Wild Wild West, and it cuts to black. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I do know he turned that down. That's one of the ones he kicks himself over. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Ah, at least we got I Am Legend, huh? <laughs> <laughs> At least we got King Richard. Yeah. All right. So yeah, both pretty good. Check them out, man. Uh, so where'd you where'd you find uh, Man on the Moon? Because it, it was it free it. on. Okay. It wasn't I free on uh, either of the. It must have been an old article. You sent me an article that's like, hey, oh, where's yeah. that? So it must have been old. So it wasn't too. on there. Damn. No, not I, I have it on. I have it on DVD. So I got a, a nice grainy copy. <laughs> <laughs> and I I have a nice little like a. Uh, 10 inch uh, uh, CRT with a DVD player built in. (laughs) Nice little setup. Portable. Is that where you watched it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to pay for it. (laughs) (sighs) If I watched it on like the 4K blown up, it was going to look terrible. It it looked decent on on a CRT. That's what the, (laughs) you know? (laughs) How Kaufman of you, yeah. Just sitting there with cookies and milk on his. <laughs> oh, this is okay. really nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Uh, please like and subscribe. Please check it out on Spotify. Please check us out on uh, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever they want to call it now. You know, the, the one where it's got an apple and a bite's taken out of it and they have music and podcasts. That's the one. Macintosh. Sure you've heard of it. Yeah, Macintosh. The Rainbow Apple. Uh,. I can't wait to get my iMac. I want the clear purple one. <laughs> I want my. I can't wait for my Mac to just have one button on it and no slots to help you whatsoever. Yeah, wait till they come out that new keyboard. It's just one big button. <laughs> Depending on how you press it, it could be any key. <laughs> yeah, why would a mouse have two buttons? Just get one. <laughs> I never understood these weird Macs. <clears throat> To right click, you hold your hand up and you stick the uh, you stick the mouse in the toilet and you flush twice. It's so fucked so, up. Uh, we have a I, we have this work computer and it's uh it's Mac and like so my 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 desk I have like a small printer plugged in US and I have a PC a small printer that's plugged in USB I have a monitor and then I have a mouse it's all plugged into the side of my computer and I hold up the Mac and I'm like spinning it around and like there's nothing there's no USB there's nothing to plug in. Like, this is fucking nonsense. And they're like, oh, you have to buy an adapter and plug it. I'm like, oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, these guys and their proprietary adapters and cords. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. We're doing, we doing Halo it. next week. We're going back to video when's, games. When's it come out? Tuesday. A couple days. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, sh- sure. We can do Halo. I, uh, if there's nothing else. Yeah. Halo's good. That's a big one. Um, I ordered it. I don't know when it's going to come. I'm sure I, I, you know, I have game pass. I just, I can play it at any time, but I did order it. So yeah, let's do Halo.
It's either that. I think the only the only thing coming out on the tenth or next Friday is uh, Spielberg's West Side Story. Oh, God. that's it. I'm glad you came back for that, Stevie. <laughs> like, um, yeah, do a real movie. Come on, dude. I'd love to see a new Spielberg movie, like a big, cool, epic. You know what I mean? Just do something. Yeah, he hasn't done Pokemon. one in a while, man. It's yeah, really Pokemon with the stick. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a musical. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Not just a musical, a musical remake. Yeah, and like, like, oh, God, and race swap everybody. And uh, it's like it's like Annie with Jamie, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't plan on watching that. Yeah, I'm just not a musical guy. Spielberg can't do it for me. It'll be funny to watch it. Yeah, maybe I will. And then, oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll look pretty. He's 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 definitely oh, yeah. got an eye for cinematography. I'm sure it'll look <sighs> great. All right, guys, join us uh, next week for Halo Infinite. We'll check out the campaign, get as much time in on it as we can, uh, and uh, give you our impressions because that's all that's coming out. Yeah, it's campaign. <laughs> Everything else is kind of already there. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to play some single player because this. Stupid multiplayer sucks. Or it doesn't suck, hey, but I suck. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Take it easy. Till next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Later.